1: Welcome to the Positivity
2: Podcast on Anfield Index. My name is Matt McElroy, and I will be your moderator for today's discussion. I'm joined by Lubo Markov and Paul Jenkins. How are you guys doing?
0: I'm good. I'll get started. Good? Um, are, you, are, you, are you enjoying your, your Sunday? Yeah, it's, it's been good. It's been good. I'm enjoying my time in Berlin today. Um, it's, it's, I'm going to be here for a week uh, before I'm making a trip to, uh, to Liverpool for, for the Wolves game. So you could say I have definitely pot committed uh, to use a, a poker analogy for the for this uh, quadruple. I decided that I have to be at at Anfield for uh, for to to see the Reds lift the 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 Premier League title. So I, I'm going. I'm going.
3: <laughs> you yeah, are all in. <laughs> that's 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 one way to uh, that's one way to be positive about the whole thing. Um, right. Getting yourself booked in for that final game to see the trophy being lifted. I'm doing well. It's uh, it's a nice sunny evening here in Northern Ireland, so um, I have uh, kind of been chilling today. So yeah, doing well here. Fantastic. And you, what Matt?
2: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, doing well. It's a uh, yet another cold and rainy day here in Seattle, but uh, you know that's that's just how we do it, uh, and it, it's going to be. Great. Either way. Um, so before we uh, get too far into our show, uh, so I just want to mention that we are recording live today on Anfield Index Discord. Uh, if you are listening live and have questions, go ahead and enter them into the chat. Uh, if you're not on uh, Anfield Index Discord, uh, be sure to, to sign up and join us there. Uh, so uh, to get us started, we have two opening questions today. So uh, our first one is uh, from friend of the show, Stephen. Um, so, other than Jurgen Klopp, who from this era is most likely to get a statue outside Anfield? Uh, Paul, do you want to get us started with that one?
3: Yeah, so, kind of thinking about this, I, you know, ultimately I guess it's player related and you're kind of going, we haven't done this before, we've ever put a player outside the stadium, so you're kind of going right well. Um, the obvious choice, and while it will be controversial, is probably Jordan Henderson, <laughs> just because team captain won all six of the major trophies. Lifted them as team captain, you kind of you kind of would go. It's hard to look past um, the captain of all those you know trophy winning teams um and not have him um as if you were putting a, another statue beside Jurgen Klopp um outside of Anfield you would you would assume it would be um it would be Jordan Henderson so that's that's who i would say
2: yeah so when i was thinking about this question i could only come up with three possible answers and one was Jordan Henderson uh the other one's Mohamed Salah and then the yeah. other one is Virgil van Dijk so uh, those are the only three that i think or a possibility, and I don't know which one would be more likely. I think that you might be right that Jordan Henderson could be the, the one, uh, just because like, he is the captain, he's the guy that's lifted all the trophies. Um, so that, that's, that's sort of where I landed as well. Uh, Lubo?
0: So uh, it, it really depend. Uh, I, I, I would say if Steven Gerrard can win the, uh, the Premier League title for Liverpool, uh, this Sunday, <laughs> I, I, I think with that, on top of, the, on top of his career at Liverpool, he, he might make a good argument for that, right? Uh, but well, I'm, I was actually trying to figure out, I don't know if there are any statues of, of players, just former players outside of, of Anfield. I don't, I don't remember. Okay. I, I think it's really rare. I, right, I've
2: only been there once, and I, don't, I only remember the one, is it Pays? So Shankly, Shankly has, and uh, Paisley, yeah, yeah. Shankly but, and Paisley,
3: and yeah, Paisley
0: uh, gets. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's tough. I mean, from the current players, you, you really. I think Jordan Henderson. Yeah, is assuming that he he plays he plays until the end of his contract, and especially if Liverpool continue to win titles uh, to, to where... Uh, I mean, he's already one of only I think three captains to lift the uh, a certain types of trophies, in you know, his career, right? I, I think Hughes, and I forget who the other one is. So from, from that perspective, he, he's been quite, you know, decorated, and hopefully the next few years mean a lot more trophies. Uh, but I, I think maybe uh, from, from the, the, the rest of the current players, if Mo Salah maybe extends and, and he really finishes his uh, career at Liverpool, uh, breaking all sorts of records, potentially even catching Rushi. That that would be uh, another possibility, but I, I would say everybody on the current team would need to do a lot more <laughs> to right. to to deserve that title. And maybe maybe in the, thinking about the future, maybe Gerard uh, uh, wins the title for us this this Sunday. Maybe he does become a manager after um, uh, Klopp retires, or, or uh, even though I'm hoping that Klopp stays even beyond. Uh, his his uh, you know, recent extension, and I know we'll talk about that a little bit later, maybe Gerard ends up becoming a manager in the future and then adds trophies as, as a manager. Maybe he would make a case, but I think it is very difficult from just the current squad to pick one player and really say, absolutely, that, that is someone who will have, a, 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 based on the body of evidence at this point, will have a statue one day. It's, it's
2: probably better to not have statues Judging by how uh, when they go up and what they look like compared to what the player actually looks like, uh, it can be quite uh, fraught.
0: <laughs> it's actually a funny story today. This reminds me, we walked, we're walking in in, in Linden, which is like one of the main uh, strips that connects basically like the Brandenburg Gates to uh, to, to the, the old uh, like the, the, the very hist- old historic part of Berlin, and that's the street where all the parades are happening and, and it's like, it's, it's really, is this street in Berlin, right? And they sure enough, they have a, a, a Madame Tossades, uh there. And I was looking and we're walking by and I was looking at the statue that was by the front entrance. I was like, who the hell is that? And I was just staring for about a minute and then I realized it's Vin Diesel, but they had done such a <laughs> terrible job on him. That's like just poor guy. I mean, they, they just butchered so yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's 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 better not to not to have statues of, of yeah. players that just are
2: terrible. Yeah, and I don't know if you either of you saw this, but uh, like City put up a statue that was supposed to be Sergio Aguero, and it looks like Tony Kroos.
0: It is Tony Cruz now.
2: Uh, <laughs> that's what I thought. I don't know. Like they they claimed it was Sergio Aguero, but uh, uh, I saw I I don't, I don't see it personally.
0: <laughs> I laughed at the fact that I think it was. Tony Cruz also <laughs> quote tweeted it with laughing emojis, yes, yes or, or something like that. <laughs>
3: oh, brilliant, brilliant! Just um, on that on that statue. So actually, uh, Bob Paisley is his statue is him carrying Emlyn Hughes. So that is as close as we get to a player statue outside yes, of Anfield. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah so, no, I don't. I
0: don't think we need player statues. I mean, speaking no. of. In commemorating, we have the Sir Kenny Stand, and I think he deserves it for everything he's done for the club as a player, as a as a coach. Uh, I do hope that one day, uh, it, you know, that Klopp stays for much longer, even beyond his current contract. And I'm 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 hopeful that the new Anfield Road Stand will be called the uh, the Jurgen Klopp Stand one day when uh, when when it's the right time. I think it'll be fitting for. Yeah. Everything he has done and will continue to do for this club. Uh, but for statues of players, I think it's, it's, it's very difficult to argue for those. Right.
2: Uh, I, I agree. Uh, so uh, that's a good place to move on to our, our second opening question. And this one comes from Willology. Uh, so he asks, do you have a favorite moment uh, from this season from Ibrahima Kanate? Uh, Lubo, do you want to get us uh, started on this one?
0: I do have a favorite moment, and it's, it's during the, it has nothing to do with football, with his footballing abilities, which are immense. It was that moment at, at uh, the game, at, I think it was at Al- Old Trafford, where there was a bit of a scrap, and uh, Fred mm-hmm. was trying to get into it, and, and he, just, he just seemed tiny, and he was just pushing him away <laughs> with this look of, I, I don't know, surprise and disdain. Uh, and it was just hilarious because it literally, I mean, Ibu is obviously much younger, but he just looked like a, 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 just a, a giant, a giant of a human being that was just swatting, uh, just, uh, just uh, some, some young child. Uh, and it, that, that was just just the, the, the look on Ibu's face and just the whole situation was hilarious. So that probably is actually one of my favorite moments of, of Ibu at Liverpool. Yeah, that, that United game
2: is the. It's sort of the moment for me. It's like uh, he'd only had one league start before that, and that was just sort of the moment he arrived, uh, just how well he played, that moment you're talking about with Fred. Uh, so that, that definitely that was it for me. Um, so, Paul, um, moments from Ibu Kanate? Yeah, like,
3: do you know what was really, really cool? It was just the unveiling kind of of Kanate and all his video stuff that he'd done. Um, I thought all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff around, you know, around him, um, and signing for the club. I thought that was like really, really cool and something a bit different and something a bit kind of, I don't know, it was kind of like um, modern. That sounds really weird, but just that kind of, you know, it's really in touch with like the next generation of of uh, Liverpool supporters and football supporters in general, and how he's connecting with that kind of thing. So that's kind of like a favorite. Outside of football, moment that he's been involved in, um, and then I think just footballing wise, just as like I love his goals. See the way he just powers through, you know, the, the header against Benfica, and then scoring the next week. Just those big, powerful goals. You know, it's sometimes it's hard to get a grasp of like what size he actually is. And then you just see him running in from a corner, and he just just like just fires people out of the way, like some kind of I know NFL. Linebacker or whatever, just kind of cleaning people out just to get onto it. So I just kind of was like, yeah, um, th- those kind of moments were my favourite moments. I know we have like you know where where he just lifts whoever it was, Fred, in the United game and just tosses him. Just looks at him, you know, and it's just like, man, this man's a giant. But um, yeah, I was really made up for him getting his goals. I loved them. Yeah, the goal against Man City in the
0: league in the FA Cup. Yeah, it uh, was because he was such a bullet, and that was, I think, three games in a row he had scored. Yeah. And, and the yes. first two were just, just good, getting the header in the corner, more placement. But that one was just an absolute bullet that, that, that he, he, he just uh, put in the net. That was brilliant. And the other thing I'll just say about Ibu is that I don't understand uh, uh, you know, anime, I don't understand what he <laughs> right. posts, but he's got, this, he's got this great social media game. Yeah. I, have no idea, I have no idea what any of his tweets mean, but he just, he just keeps doing them. And it's like, yeah, sure, it's brilliant. I have no idea what it means, but it probably is. If I knew and if I watched anime as much as I did, I'm like, oh my god. I know exactly what he means. I have no clue, but they're still, they're still brilliant. Yeah, the commitment to the anime thing is fantastic. And each time he posts
2: it, I'm
3: like, oh, Awesome what is this? I don't know. (laughs) I think we're kind of showing our age there. We have no clue what this is, but we're like, yeah, that's what the young people are into. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. That's really, that's really great. (laughs) Uh,
2: So with that, let's, uh, yeah, like, well, we'll we'll switch back to to the results now and something we might actually know about the serious stuff. stuff, Right. Uh, So, uh, so in recapping uh, the results since we last spoke, uh, Liverpool yesterday won the FA Cup final uh, against Chelsea. Yay! Woohoo! Uh, so <laughs> there was also uh, league wins over Everton, Newcastle, and Aston Villa. Uh, there was a draw against Spurs. Um, then, in the Champions League, uh, wins over Villarreal saw Liverpool uh, qualify for the, the Champions League final. Uh, and then off the field, uh, as predicted in episode one of this podcast, uh, Jurgen Klopp signed a two-year contract extension. Uh, so let's let's start with the uh, most recent event, the FA Cup final. Uh, and so, Paul, what were what are your thoughts about uh, what happened yesterday?
3: It was kind of like it, watching the game. It was kind of one of frustration, and I know we're the Positivity Podcast, and you shouldn't be frustrated about things, but it was kind of like, oh man, if we we were so good for the first was it fifteen twenty minutes, um, and I think you know Chelsea and Tuchel just weren't they they just didn't know how to handle Diaz uh, and that ball, and I, I know Henderson gets a lot of kind of flack for that kind of first time ball. That he just lobs over, and we talk about it a lot from like the the edge of the box, was lobbing it towards the back post. His first time with no look cross, kind of thing. But yesterday, when he was playing that that deeper role, that that number six role, he um, his uh, his ability from midfield just to just to play that ball from the centre circle, just over the back, over the back, the Chelsea players for Diaz to run onto. I loved that. Um, I thought that was I thought that was really really good um and and for me that then first 15 20 minutes um and i can't remember who it was in in the game chat was talking um about was it tiago silva was sitting too far deep and then kovacic um nearly went and had a conversation with him and said, well, you need to move forward and kind of press this up because you're playing Diaz on every time. Uh, and so I think just um you know the first 15, 20 minutes of the of the final yesterday, we were so on top. We needed to score. We didn't score and then you knew Chelsea it was just going to be a slog. Um and while the game was really, really good, I, I felt it was entertaining to watch. It was at times end to end, and then other times we just had lots of real dominance. I thought Trent had an exceptional game yesterday. It was one of those games where um he was just you know, he was he was defending really well, but he was moving in the midfield uh, incredibly well and giving the balls um out to Salah. And then that 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 pass for Diaz in the first half, in the first you know, in that first 15 minutes was just that's, that's out of this world kind of stuff. You know, you talk about yeah, it was you insane. Know, Ninety percent of ninety percent of people don't have that vision. Ninety-nine percent, you know, footballers don't have that vision to be able to play that ball. And he just nonchalantly outside of the boot, through the lines, and you're just like, "Oh my goodness, this is insane!" Um, and then the nerves kicked in a wee bit for me, and it was just like, "Oh wow, this is oh, this is a bit this is a bit hard going," um, and we really wish we'd taken those chances early early in the match. But I, at no point in time did I think Chelsea were going to come back and score. You know, they were going to get, they were going to get that goal. But I just feared it going to penalties. Um, and just, you know, when we get the penalties, then it's like, it's a lottery. It purely is. But I don't know if you've read that or seen that tweet, um, that tweet thread about the psychology of how Klopp approached it versus how Tuchel approached it. Klopp knew within one minute thirty of everything that was happening, had the conversation taken, had talked to the players one on one who were going to take penalties, knew how they were going to approach it, had the players stand close closer to the touch to, to our touchline so that they could hear any commands that were being shouted out. The stuff that um Allison was doing, guarding the ball so Mendy couldn't do any of his his, his mind tricks you know, if you want to call it that. Um and it just it just felt like, yeah, you know, everything had been really, really well done. Um and you just knew that we were up for it. And it just kind of felt that once we got, you know, once we got there, it's just like a massive relief um to win the trophy. Uh mm-hmm. maybe not the fashion that I would have liked to just have won it in. It would have been nice to have done it in ninety minutes and then not had to had to play the extra thirty and then go through penalties. But sure. For the neutral, I'm I'm sure it was a great watch. Yeah,
2: the uh, so when we spoke last on, on the podcast, Lubo, you sort of predicted that um, that Liverpool would come out of the gate in the first fifteen or twenty minutes and sort of blow mm-hmm. Chelsea away, score a couple goals, and then we would be like having a party. So like everything happened, but the goals. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, and I, and I, I was like, oh, you know, like the. Diaz just misses, and uh, Mendy makes a great save, and then there's the the cross that uh, is, like, six inches over Thiago's boot. Uh, And, like, if either one of those goes in, I think that, uh, you know, it it probably does go the way that you predicted.
0: All the ingredients were there. And I think, you know, without going into too much of a tactical discussion, they definitely, Chelsea definitely were trying to, uh, I think Thiago, Silva was following um, Amane and so when he was Amane was dropping deep and Thiago was uh, following him and he was opening that part of the pitch and he was just uh, balls over the top Henderson and and Trent yeah, it, and Diaz was left, just running onto them Right it left Diaz and Chalaba right one on one and Diaz yeah. was just roasting him. Um, him and and, like, and then yeah, they adjusted until, until they until they changed it was like all Liverpool yeah, And they did adjust, and that's exactly what I was hoping for, that they would identify something. That uh, the, the, the same way that Liverpool came out against Man City, the same way that they came hot uh, again, that they would also do the same to Chelsea. They would identify something from the first game that they played in uh, the League Cup. And, and we had the chance. I mean, as, as, as you said, we had that, that Thiago chance. They, then they had the one-on-one that, uh, that PS had to do better. Uh, and then the game would have been very different. But even even then, we still had chances. Uh, Jota had a great chance. A I, I, I robo uh, of the of the of the oh. uh, the post. I have no idea how he he he, he didn't score from there. So it, it was a bit of a travesty that it was nil nil uh, at, at the end of uh, regulation and extra time. And I actually had extra urgency because I, I was I had a flight to catch, and so <laughs> I had I had actually just. In my mind, I had to leave immediately when the game was over at 90 minutes. So I was just desperate for it to finish at 90 minutes. And then it went into extra time and then it went into penalties. And I was just sitting there. I think I'm gonna be <laughs> late for my flight. Uh, but, but luckily, luckily, you know, I I'm pretty close to the airport and there was not that much traffic and I and I made it without problems, but it, it was it was extra tension just because I was, I was sitting there as we were going into penalty and thinking, now just I, I imagine Liverpool lose on penalty and then I'm late for my flight. That would be just such a double kick in the nuts. But uh, <laughs> we won and, and, uh, and I caught my flight with enough initial uh, uh, play and, and they had a couple of moments that they, they, see they were dangerous. Alonso had the, probably the most dangerous situation Pulisic had a couple of shots that looked better than they really were because they were mm-hmm. difficult shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the balance of play, we, we deserved to win. And, and to me, uh, if, if Chelsea would have won on penalties, it would be a travesty. So I'm just really glad that, that it didn't happen. Plus, you know, I, 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 I imagine Chelsea fans, especially Tuchel, just feeling that they, they drew... You know, all four games drew this season, and, and still Liverpool ended up with the two trophies and ahead of them in the table. So, whatever it is, especially after all the things that Tuchel said about Plot and Liverpool over the, during the week before the game, it just it serves him right. He can, he can go suck a lemon. Yeah. So,
2: I think that it was something like more than five hours of gameplay, Liverpool and Chelsea yeah. were drawing. That like in of the 420 minutes of play, so it's just like ugh, <laughs>
0: crazy. Like
2: I it, it could do without uh, without that in the in the next final. Let's uh, let's just win it in the
0: 90 minutes. <laughs> I know. Oh my god, I, I'm not ready for a Champions League final to go. I mean, listen, as long as we win it, I'll take it anyway, right? Even if yeah, it's penalties right. and penalties goes 27-26. Or something just ridiculous like that. I don't know if I'll, I'll survive. I might have a heart attack before then. So as long as we win it any way possible, I'll take it. But I'll just take a, a comfortable win in 90 minutes, please.
2: Yes. That, that's, what, that's what I want. Uh, okay. Uh, so uh, moving on a little bit from the, the FA Cup final, um, let's, let's talk about the Jurgen Klopp uh, contract extension. Uh, so what are you guys looking forward most, uh, or forward to most from more time with Jürgen? Um, Lubo, do you want to get us started?
0: Uh, another extension? Um, another extension. That's what you want <laughs> to... <laughs> well, I, no, listen, I think, I think, you know, as you said, we predicted this, or at least we discussed that this might happen, despite despite what uh, some, some people had written in The Athletic that this was it, and then it would be, you know, what next for Liverpool... We just felt that there was so much positivity this season, and that the way Klopp had been speaking, with the, the extensions and uh, rumors about transfers coming in, and we're not going to spend much time about transfers. That, that that Klopp could sign a new deal uh, because why wouldn't he? He's got such a great deal, and and uh, he's he really has everything that he needs to 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 be able to continue to be very successful at at Liverpool. So. It was it was great. I think what will be really interesting to see, obviously, what happens with uh, new contracts. Uh, Mo and Sadio have uh, two players that have been mentioned as as as, as players that Klopp who wants to see sign new contracts. But beyond that, there's still questions about Bobby, about Naby, and then uh, what happens with new incomings. But I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how he integrates some of the younger players, and it feels the season. He he has club has very much ridden the old experienced players. I mean, if you look at just the average age and also who is starting, it's you know it's Henderson, it's it's it's, Fabinho, it's Thiago, it's Navicada, it's James Milner. Though those have been the players that have played right uh, and, and less so on attack because Jota and Diaz have have played a lot. But even at center back, it's been uh, uh, Virgil and. Uh, and uh, Joel, despite Ibu coming in, but over the next couple of years, he'll have to integrate more and more of these young players. Uh, otherwise, what is the point, right? If you, if you, if you have a Harvey and a, and a Curtis and you bring in Fabio and you have Ibu and you have some of these other younger players, you have to integrate more of them. And you know, there's rumors of other younger players coming in. So how club balances that? you know still having older players under control uh for at least 2 3 years possibly giving new extensions to to some of the older players while at the same time uh, integrating the younger players giving them enough time where they can really uh be ready for that to 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 be the 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 core of the next great Liverpool team it's going to be a really interesting uh, uh, balance and it doesn't mean it'll ha- all of it will happen next season but he has time. I think now that that's the other beauty is that he now has time to, to develop Curtis, to develop Harvey, to develop Fabio, to develop some of these other guys, maybe some kids from the academy like uh, Kate Gordon or, or Connor Bradley or if it's not Connor, that, that kid from Aberdeen who's been linked. Uh, I'm really, really curious and really um, interested to see how club how does all of that.
2: Yeah, I think that that's all right and It'll be interesting to see what happens um, because Pep Guardiola's contract uh, expires at the end of next season, uh, yeah. and what what that what the league looks like after that, and whether or not he extends, is going to have a big influence on sort of what happens with you know Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool uh, and how like everything develops, right? Because like right now there's a lot of pressure to be perfect and need and like both teams sort of like push each other to new levels but if there's not that same force like out there on a different team uh it could be interesting to see just what happens if they're able to just push themselves to you know near perfection again or if that was really just you know two really good teams playing off each other Ah,
3: uh, Paul,
2: your thoughts on the 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 extension period?
3: Well, first off, I think it's um, incredibly great news that it's happened, um, and how good is it that we predicted it on episode one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, positive, positively, podcast boys, um, maybe do you know a thing or two when they're suggesting these things. Nah, no, that's like I'm not. I'm being facetious there, um, but like, no, it's it's really cool that. Uh, that he that he did uh, that he did extend, and with another four years minimum, um, hopefully of Jurgen Klopp and, and what he can do. And I think so. The difference, obviously, between Jurgen and Pep has been that Pep effectively inherited um, a team of of world class players, whereas Klopp inherited a team um, of not so world class players, and he's effectively done build one of his team to work through um, and is really pleased obviously to win trophies and win the Champions League, win the Premier League. And it's now this next um, iteration, nearly build number two kind of team number two of who he's bringing through. And we've already seen the likes of, you know, bringing in Diaz there. Um, if Giumini comes in that has, has has been rumored in the summer and we've got um Ibu and um Joe Gomez is in there and if you know some of the young players starting to come through, we see Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, Cai Gordon and and um Carvalho, just how all this is gonna come together and, and how he's gonna progress this team. We've always talked um as supporters, about kind of like, well, we've got an incredible team now, but the mark of a good manager, you look at Fergie, um, Paisley, Shankly, the different ones who have come through over the years, how they've how they've always progressed those teams um, and how they've moved those teams forward over the lifespan of them being manager. And I think the exciting thing is that we have already seen that Klopp and the recruitment team that Liverpool have um, has done incredibly well to bring in the players that we have currently. Um and so the next four years will be how do we progress this team? Um how do we keep winning trophies when players move on in age? You think of Hendo and and already we've seen the second half of this season, he is not starting as many games. Um, and there's a lot more rotation happening and that's only going to increase. You know, we've seen James Milner move from someone who was kind of probably one of the first names on the team sheet when Klopp arrived to now being someone who's used to see out the last 10 minutes or 15 minutes of a game. By the way, how good was he yesterday? Played really, really well. A lot of people were kind of questioning, you know, bringing Milner on, taking Kida off, but I think James Milner done brilliantly yesterday. That's just an aside so it's just all those kind of things that Klopp brings to um Liverpool football club and I'm really excited to see what the next you know iteration um and how he how he progresses the club forward and also the likes of Pep Linders and the different you know the different coaches and staff that we have on board they've all they've all committed to stay as well and how they develop through um so I'm mm-hmm. really looking forward to seeing, you know, seeing that progression as much as also seeing the, the on field, the team, the players. I'm really looking forward to seeing how, you know, does Pep step up and do more interviews? Does he take more of a leading role in some of the, you know, in the Carby Cup? Because we've seen that before where he's done, you know, the interviews for those things and takes it mm-hmm. seems take the lead. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what is Klopp's progression? with how this works forward, is it all going to be him or is he also bringing the coach and staff through with him as well?
2: Right. Yeah. Th- that'll be an interesting thing to see how that develops. Right. And like, uh, you know, with the way things are now, so Jürgen has like the highest winning percentage of any manager at Liverpool, other than like one guy who coached one season in like 1908, 1909. And so, how Jurgen works with the coaching staff, the recruitment team, the players to sort of keep that going, and then sort of cement that legacy and add to the trophy hall. He very easily could be the greatest manager for Liverpool. Yes, a club with like a long list of very, very great managers. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so. Before we go on to our next topic, uh, Steve P uh, put a question in the chat about uh, the penalties yesterday. So uh, did, did you have a, a favorite penalty, Lubo?
0: Um, you know, the funny thing is I'm not sure that they were great. Like uh, the, the, the Caribou, the, the Caribou, the, how was I call it? The Caribou, the Caribou <laughs> Cup. I, I thought they, they were the League Cup had better penalties in terms of the placement, in terms of the drama, in terms of the power. Uh, yesterday's penalties they were fine, but they it, well first we didn't have as many. Uh, right. I I didn't I didn't actually think that there were as many uh, you know pure like pure quality penalties. I thought you know I I thought Diogo was probably the best of, of the bunch in terms of just you know, placement and power. Uh, and obviously uh, the fact that Costas uh, 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 kind of coolly scored the, the last penalty and James Milner's reaction uh, to it, which was on, on the LFC Twitter uh, timeline, I, I thought that was as brilliant. But, uh, but I, I, didn't, I didn't necessarily think actually that, that, yes, in terms of just the quality and the drama of the, I mean, okay, there was drama, but just the overall quality uh, of, of the penalties I, I didn't think I actually thought the, 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 the League Cup final was much much better uh, for that but in terms of the, which penalty I really it, it just has to be the last one from, from yeah. uh, Costas because he, he, uh, Sadio had just missed and you're all deflated and you're like ah and, and then uh, and then uh, Ali makes that great save on uh, on Mount I think it was and you're like okay here's your second chance don't miss it now don't miss it now and the fact that Costa I, I literally I that was the last person I would have expected. I mean obviously he was on the field and he had to take a penalty eventually. But I was like, oh it's, it's 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 Costa's, he's taking it. And and the fact that he slotted it so calmly in the corner, went the other way. And it, it was just I was ready. So I was just so relieved. Plus literally about three minutes later I was in a in a in the car going to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> so there was also the relief of like, thank God, I can actually now go and catch my flight. But uh, I would say in terms of just pure quality, it was uh, uh, Diogo's. But in terms of uh, just what it meant, I would say Costas.
2: Yeah, I think Costas might have been the, the one for me. It's more of the, uh, the mental side that had to be, you know, for him, right? Like, here's a guy who didn't get subbed on until, what, the 110th minute. Oh, 110th minute. Oh, and,
0: minutes,
2: yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah, he was at 110th. Uh, is when he came on, and it's just like you're just sort of thrown in right at the end because Andy Robertson's got a cramp. And to go from that, and then 15 minutes later, you have to take the clinching penalty. So, just like the mental side of the game, there to be like standing strong, taking your penalty and converting, I think that's the one for me.
3: Yeah. I would say, I would say for me, um, and I think, I think like you guys are maybe being a wee bit harsh here. Because <laughs> I do think we did take good penalties. Um, I think the romanticism of the League Cup and the way that Big Queave scored the winner kind of clouds mm-hmm. our judgment. Um, but I actually think Thiago's penalty yesterday was an incredible penalty. If I remember correctly, that he put it inside, just inside the post and it spun the whole way around the net. And he took that just after Aspilicueta had missed his. So, I think, as you said, Matt, about like the the uh, the mental aspect of taking a penalty in the same way that costas took one straight after Mount had missed um and he knew that he was winning. I also think for thiago to take that second penalty after um had just missed that takes a lot of that takes a lot of mental strength as well um mm-hmm. so i re- I really enjoyed thiago's penalty um and I really enjoyed French's reaction. To his penalty coolest man in the stadium walking away as if yep yeah, I just did that that was no problem you know everyone has said this stuff about me all season and I kind of looked at it as if he was nearly he was nearly about to break out into a smile but he just kept it he yeah. just held it He just, just pure steel face I'm not going to smile I'm just walking back we've done this kind of thing so yeah for me it was Tiago's penalty and then Trent's reaction Right.
2: I, I like Bobby's reaction to his as well, because he's got that yes. like, slow, slow build up, puts it in and then just turns around and like sprints back. And he's all excited. Yes. Like, I thought that yeah. was an um, excellent reaction uh, on his part. Uh, so before we move to looking ahead uh, to the next three games, is there anything either of you would like to highlight from the recent run in the Premier League or the semi-final of the Champions League? Lubo, uh,
0: last comment on the penalties. It was really interesting yes. that Klopp called out the neuro eleven guys again, uh, and and that he spoke in the in the after the game about how much they helped and how much they had worked uh, with the team to prepare them for for penalties and and maybe yeah, there's still an element of luck right in all these penalties. Sometimes you do the best you can and the goalkeeper guesses right or yeah, two inches off and he hits hits off the. You know, of the of the post or of the bar, so there's the element of luck. But the fact that that uh, Klopp spoke about the new eleven guys and, and how much work they've done, and you could say whether it, it you know it was ten percent or fifty percent or however uh, how, how, however much they helped, you could say that that it it you know they, they helped with the two titles or the tro- the two trophies that we already have. And that's huge, and, and that speaks again uh, to the earlier point. Klopp as as a manager, it's not just been how how much he has transformed the club as a coach, but also the fact that how how much he has brought that people from all over the place, different dips, uh, different types of expertise, uh, just uh, being understanding that he can coach everything, and and being open to bringing uh, bringing other people, whether it's the Euro eleven guys or. Uh, the throwing coach, or I believe yep. one year he actually even had a, a surfing, a surfer, professional surfer come in uh, at one of the, the, the training camps. I think he was in Austria and, and, and just training, training the players how to, to just relax and keep their uh, uh, right. breath on the water just as a way to help them calm in really stressful situations. So uh, that's such a, such a huge thing uh, to, to know that Klopp. He can be obviously a, an alpha personality uh, but at the same time he's open and, and uh you know saying you know i don't know everything so if if there's any efficiency whether it's one percent or five percent that they can bring to help us win i will do that and also the fact that he's supported by the club i mean he, he's he wants a new coach and he gets the money for a new coach and and i think that is that is a, a great and it's just it portends really well for, for the next few years at the club. And hopefully it's, it goes beyond 2026, but we'll, we'll see when we get there. Uh, but yeah, that, I thought that was really interesting that Pop called him out a, again um, just because it played a role in, in both finals. And who knows, man, he may still play a role in, in the final in two weeks.
3: Yeah,
2: absolutely. Uh, so, Paul, any other thoughts?
3: Um, I think ultimately we've rotated really well. We've done really good to um uh see out and get the results. Um get the wins where we needed to get those wins and um I think you know the biggest disappointment obviously is the the draw um against Spurs. Um and it was kind of one of those games that was just absolutely um, just dominated, but unfortunately, I think you know we just—it was just one of those games where we just needed slightly better finishing um, in front of goal. Um, and I think you know, uh, ultimately, when you take off Salah or when Salah's not on a on a hot streak or when Manny's just not having one, I thought Diaz played incredibly well in that game. But it's probably not just a finished article yet. When it comes in terms of um, getting goals, I think that's probably just my, my, my one kind of thought. And I think uh, NFI highlighted it there in one of the questions that he asked, you know, about Diaz finding the shooting boots. I, don't, I think it's a bit harsh to say that you know he doesn't have a shooting boots. But I think it's also the fact that you know probably finishing maybe just isn't the strongest part of his game. Um, and he brings that chaos and that directness in in terms of uh, of his football, and he's settled and he's pressed and he's done so much good stuff in terms of the team. I think just what we've missed probably in some of these games is just that clinical nature of you know we're 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 one 0 up, and if we can get the second goal just to close it off, that would be really cool. I think it was the Newcastle game. Um, it was it was the early goal from from Naby, and then we had loads of chances, but again. You know, just didn't find the back of the net, and it's not. You know, it's not necessarily a complaint. You know, it's it's more just that the next progression would just be getting. You know, getting Diaz probably scoring a few more goals, or you know, Jota just getting back on form. I just think we just kind of. You know, we've we've grind out results and we've dominated games and we've bossed games. So There's not a problem with that, um, and you know, when when even that Spurs game, like aside from that. Aside from that one that son goal, you're like they didn't really have a whole lot. <laughs> they didn't have they didn't, much yeah. that was causing that was causing us an issue. We just didn't quite get you know, just didn't get the final the final shot on target or the final shot off or just but teams come to sit in and when they when they go for that, you know, that low block, that six behind the ball and you know, you know, three more sitting in front of them, it is incredibly hard just to break down and, and that's where a player like Diaz, Diaz brings chaos but it's just finding that final thing but I'm, a, I'm in no way being critical of him, I think he's awesome, I think what we've done to win those games has been brilliant to see out Villarreal and even to come back like at Villarreal, like we talk about mentality um, monsters mentality giants and yesterday's result but to go um over to Villarreal and um, to concede two in the first half and at half time it'd be two all in the tie and come out in the second half. We are by far the better team and everyone knows that. But to come out in the second half and do that second half performance and score three goals, not just win the tie, win the game overall after being two mm-hmm. nil down in the Champions League semi-final. Like that's a massive thing. You don't you know you don't necessarily get a lot of teams doing that, especially when you're you're at the you're away you're at that that team stadium the the atmosphere is intense you know we used the atmosphere of anfield to beat barcelona 4-0 but then we go to Villarreal and we go two 0 down in their patch and come back and beat them three two in the game to win five, two overall And I You know it shows how great a team we have mentally. And as you said, Lubo, it's those one Sometimes it's like the, even not point one, not point two percent that that different people bring to though to our team that Klopp is so happy to bring in and use. You know way like some people in leadership. Are very much. This is how I do it. This is my way of doing it. I'm going to be the guy who takes all the credit for this. You find with Klopp, it's a different type of humility with him, isn't it? It's very much you no. Know, I have these people. I have a throw-in expert who we've identified. I have you know, neural guys who will come in and look at this and give us these not percent, not point one percent improvements. And if it's any type of improvement, he just looks at it and goes, that's brilliant, that's what we need, bang, let's use that. He's not afraid, and I think that's one of the big things that sets him apart. He's not afraid to use other people in his management team to bring out and to get more from our players. And I think that's what's been incredible to see over these last number of months. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, the, the thing about the, the, the Spurs game is, I don't know how many people... I mean, I was actually looking at that. It, it's, it's strange because this was three games in a row... So, Villarreal, Spurs, and then Aston Villa, where Liverpool allowed the first goal, and that act ha- actually had not the last thing that had ha- last time Liverpool had allowed the first goal in the game was uh, at, at home to Shrewsbury at like January 9th. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Liverpool had gone what is it, you know, over uh, you know February, March, April, four you know May, months. almost yeah. almost four months without allowing the first goal. Uh, and, and, so, and, and sometimes you get footballed, right? And unfortunately, yep. these things happen, but uh, they, they, the fact that three games in a row they allowed the, the, the first goal, and in two of those games, including that huge uh, Champions League game where going into the second half, everything was in the balance, Villa as well, they were able to respond really quickly and then come back and win. The fact that in two of those three games, they were able to come back despite allowing the first goal really early in, in what is like the third, fourth minute, both games I, I think that mm-hmm. that is, is a huge sign of just their resilience and mentality and, and, and ability to fight back. Spurs was just, I, I honestly felt if Spurs had scored in, in the fifth minute again, we'd have had enough time to tie it or to draw. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate because there were moments uh, where we had opportunities and. And some of the tackles are flying in. I mean, unbelievable. Ben Davis, I mean, come on. He, he looked like a freaking Jedi flying left and right. What the hell? He's, like, <laughs> he's not supposed to be able to do that. So there was an element of luck. There was also, that's how Diaz scored his goal off a deflection, right? But it, yeah. it's unfortunate, but it, it, often when you allow the first goal, you're going to drop points. The fact in two of those three games, Liverpool were able to come back and, and, and win, is huge it's just it's now uh the the sort of the the gut punch is that uh with uh, with city dropping points today and maybe we'll get to that as the last segment kind of what the future what the next couple of weeks would look like you know it would have really, it. really helped to to get a win against Spurs right now i would just kill for one extra goal oh my god it would, be, it would make the world of difference
2: but that's a that's a good uh, uh, place to transition to looking ahead to the final three games. So, um, as it stands, uh, there are two more games in the Premier League: Southampton away, Wolves at home, um, and today Manchester City got a draw with West Ham, so they are ahead by four, and Liverpool have a game in hand. Uh, so the five thirty eight model has Liverpool with a fourteen percent chance to win the league, uh, and then. The other game we have is the Champions League final in Paris against Real Madrid. So, uh, to get us started for like, the questions is, um, what are you guys expecting against Southampton? Uh, and like how much rotation? Because it's two days rest from Saturday to Tuesday. Uh, so, Paul, you want to get us started?
3: Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. I've seen a lot of different um, opinions and ideas around this that we will rotate heavily. Um, like, I actually think I've seen someone say yesterday that Allison should get a rest and just start um, grieving in this, um, which, <laughs> you know, Jürgen could well do. But I, I kind of think, I don't think there necessarily will be a whole lot of rotation. I think, you know, ultimately, we still like to keep minutes and legs and keep, you know, keep players... In a in a moment of of playing football, so to, to, to heavily because we've got you know it's not it's not until Sunday then that we play again, and then it's a week after that before we play the final. So I don't necessarily see that there will be a huge amount of rotation. Obviously, the likes of I I, I don't expect Robbo to play. Um, um Virgil yeah, probably won't play. So. Like um, and then you know I don't I don't imagine Salah will play, but some of the rest of them I don't you know Bobby okay Bobby might get you know a bit of a run out and Milner might get more but like again a lot of these boys 120 minutes yesterday, Naby came off quite early so that would nearly indicate to me that that there is the possibility that Naby will play on Tuesday night, um, because he didn't you know but Thiago played the 120 um so you would assume then that Nabi may may play on Tuesday night and we might see Curtis because he's he's had a couple of run outs recently so there will be rotation obviously but at the same time I don't think it's going to be wholesale I don't think you're going to see a completely new back four and and you know um Origi and Taki starting on Tuesday night I don't think you're going to have as 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 much as that um mm-hmm. but we will see some rotation and and if we can get a, a, a decent scoreline then yes probably more subs coming on.
2: Yeah, I think that you're right. Like the guys that came off yesterday, like Diaz and Naby, uh, I would expect them to start or the guys that only played part of the game, like Bobby and mm-hmm. Jota, like I would expect them to, to probably start. And, in you know, you might see uh, Curtis Jones as well, but I think that we'll probably see still like Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson will probably start, but then come off at halftime or at 60. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Something like that, just because you know we're we're down to like four or five guys with um, with Fabinho being injured. So um, that's sort of what I'm expecting uh, in terms of rotation. Uh, you know, the the draw that City had against West Ham sort of makes it easier to rotate uh, because you don't necessarily have to um, be playing to overturn the goal difference. So you don't need that yeah. huge result. You just need the win. And then yeah. sort of hope results go your way elsewhere. Uh, Lubo, any any thoughts on the upcoming games?
0: Yeah, I, I agree with the point you made today. Uh, so, so actually, I didn't even realize the Man City uh, missed the penalty. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. as as much as West Ham sort of uh, <clears throat> uh, blew a two goal lead at, at the end, uh, it could have been actually been a lot worse. I I had no idea that uh, that actually did. Maris could have scored, and then I checked the highlights later, and I'm like, oh, he missed that. Because had he scored, that base effectively would be over, right? And then they're like, yeah. okay, there's, right. there's not, nothing to play. So from that perspective, it's still it, we still have a chance. Uh, obviously, uh, as you mentioned, Matt, the goal difference doesn't matter anymore. So you just want to go to Southampton and try to win, which does, I think, make... Uh, the, the the choice I don't know if you make it easier, but I think it 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 then would eliminate one question or one consideration out of Klopp's mind. But um, I I think what Paul was saying is I agree we're going to see changes and not necessarily changes because uh, Klopp just wants to bring in all the academy kids. He, he, they will still be very experienced players. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Joel and Ibu start again. Mm-hmm. Uh, they finished the game and Joel played thirty. Uh, Costas, who is a very capable uh, uh, deputy, he could start. We still have attacking options. So just because a team it was likely to be rotated, it still will be a very experienced and very strong team. And then from Klopp's perspective, he just wants to have a team that could hopefully eke out a one-goal win or two-goal win, whatever it is, so that the final game next Sunday still matters, right? Rather yeah. than saying, okay, I need to go. Uh, health leather and 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 you know start all of my best players because we need to win nine nine nil or, or or something crazy like that. So mm-hmm. I mean he, he he there will be some rotation. There's enough time uh, after the uh, after Tuesday until Sunday's game. Obviously Klopp will be very careful with Fabinho, with Mo, with uh, Virgil. If they have yeah. any sort of concerns coming out of the game yesterday, he will want to rest them just to make sure that they're available for the Champions League. So there will be a rotation, but still, um, Saints are mathematically safe now uh, with the Leeds result today and and the Burnley result. So they have really like they could lose their last two games and will be fine in the league. So that aspect from them is gone. They'll probably want to play well, but uh, one of those teams that are already on the beach, and if they go down a goal or two, you don't expect them to put a lot of effort to try to come back. So uh, hopefully, again, I'm ex- expecting somewhat rotated team, but still very strong. Hopefully, we can get the first goal. Hopefully, we can get the second goal, and then just cruise to uh, to, uh, to a to mm-hmm. a win. And then uh, just you know go into the game at uh, uh, next Sunday uh, with uh, a lot of you know just hope to win against Wolves, and then you know just see see if uh, Coutinho can assist Ingsi for a last minute <laughs> uh, last minute goal to. To, to do the anti aguero, uh, and I, I, I have to say, the 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 if, if it happened, if if it happened that Man City dropped points on Sunday, and I have to be positive it'll happen, the fact that it would be 10 years after that aguero moment, uh, a week after they revealed an aguero statue that doesn't <laughs> look like anything like aguero, just the poetic justice and the, just the irony of it would be so beautiful. I, I literally, I may have to start tweeting. Afterwards, just, 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 <laughs> just, just, you know, myself, my ban, and my self-imposed silence on Twitter. I, I have to start <laughs> tweeting again just because I think it'll be just too beautiful.
3: <laughs> the,
0: the thing to go along with that is, it's like Steven
2: Gerrard can win the the title for Liverpool.
3: <laughs> and not just gerard It would go some way. Well, exactly, but it would also go some ways to. Uh, exercising that ghost that he has in his head about about the game against Chelsea um and the slip mm-hmm. if he if he could actually because uh, you know that he has that on himself that 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 happened um yeah. and this could be kind of retribution or whatever way you want to term that so I, I think the thing about southampton too is you don't want to go there right and drop points go to the last day of the season and city drop points and go to yourself you know what i really wish that we had made more of an effort on in the southampton game um, yeah. so i think i think that's why we will approach this game it won't be a let's let's rest everyone for the champions league final approach it will still be that listen boys we we still have it's a 14% chance it's an outside chance but we still can win the premier league And if that's the case, I just feel that that Klopp's approach to these games will always be, if there's a chance of winning it, we will keep playing. Um, And so that's, I think, the approach that we will take. And can Stevie Gerrard and do it in the last day? Who knows? But I'm I'm pretty certain that he will give it a damn good try. And if it means going nine at the back and defending and and grinding out a nil all, like, it'll be mad. And, yeah.
0: and, and Phil Coutinho, he, he has scored some big goals against Man City at, at Liverpool, including in that 13-14 uh, uh, season. Remember that game, uh, that crazy game at, at Anfield where uh, yeah. he, the, he scored the winning goal in the 3-2 and, and we, we thought this was it. Uh, and so uh, it, 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 there would be just, just so many uh, lines. There would be so many beautiful stories that could be written. Uh, if it happened, you know, just imagine a last minute, like I said, Phil Coutinho to Danny Ings' pass through ball uh, that uh, leaves uh, uh, Diaz, the best centre-back in, in the world, stranded and and makes Liverpool a champion. It's just, ugh oh, the beauty of it. I can dream. I can dream.
3: Well, I can all dream.
2: Coutinho also had the, had the goal in the League Cup final in Klopp year one, so... He definitely um, has a thing for scoring the big goals against
3: City. That is true. That is true. So, he well, hasn't done much. He hasn't done much in the last eight games. That was the unfortunate thing. But you know, big game player. Always, let's always see always if we a, can bring it out. Always a good time to
2: make a to yeah. make that sort of change, though. Uh, <laughs> so, um, looking ahead to the other other competition, uh, do you guys think that? Uh, Liverpool and Mohamed Salah will get their revenge against Real Madrid. Uh, Paul,
3: definitely. you want to get us
2: started on that one?
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, I like I, I definitely think that 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 Real Madrid team that we lost to was that was the was not their third year in a row of winning it, um, and that that was like Real Madrid pinnacle top top of the top of their game. I honestly don't think that Real Madrid team is anywhere near as close um, or this Real Madrid team is anywhere near as close um, to being as good as that one. And the flip side, that was us on the start of our journey and I really think that we are a team that's far more progressed now, obviously, than what that team was then. We went on and won the Champions League the season after that, but I, I, I totally think that that when it comes down to it, yeah, everyone talks about Benzema and, and 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 how well he played against Man City, and if 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 you can keep him in the game, if Real Madrid can keep in the game and get balls to him, he'll score goals. I have no doubt about that. But I also think that 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 we could Real Madrid. I don't see sitting back. I don't see them hungering. Out. I don't see them doing a, what what Chelsea did yesterday they will still want to play. And I think across Europe, they will probably still be seen as the favourites. And a lot of people talk about European heritage and the fact that, you know, they're a Champions League European heritage team. So, you know, they can't come um, and just sit in and defend in Paris for for 90 minutes. And so that that always plays into our hands. That plays into what Liverpool need. Um, And so... I honestly think that for us, you know, number seven um, is, is is coming back to is coming back to Liverpool.
2: It's on its way. Yeah, I think that the when you look at the the two teams now and then, um, back in the in the twenty eighteen final, uh, the, that liver team Liverpool team was razor thin. Like there was just nobody yeah. on the bench. We had yeah. eleven guys, right? And so now yeah. like you can turn around and actually like put in Diogo Jota, right? somebody who's like accomplished and really good like mm-hmm. if, if there's an injury. Uh, so in that way, like Liverpool has come a long way. And if you look at the current version of this Real Madrid team, it's like very similar in terms of their midfield components, but those guys are now in their mid-30s. And so yep. uh, in, in, in that final uh, in 2018, like those guys were just sort of at their peak and now they're like post-peak, and I don't know that they will be able to control things in the same way. Um, Exactly. So, Lubo, uh, your thoughts on the Champions League final?
0: It it will be difficult. Uh, So, let let me say this. I do think Liverpool are the favorites, especially if we can get Fabinho back, and especially if uh, Mo and Virgil are fine for the final, as in nothing serious happened to them yesterday. Mm -hmm. If we have the full squad available... Uh, we're, the, we're the favorites. I, I also think that, um, you know, if you look at how Real Madrid were able to... I mean, they, they just got lucky in, in, yeah. in there against PSG, against Chelsea, against Man City especially. They just got lucky. They, they had a super hot Vinicius. They had a super hot Benzema. And so you, you're hoping that maybe they cool off a little bit. You're hoping that our defense would do a much better job against them. Uh, and, and honestly, I think our intensity, just the same way. I mean, yeah. just watching that, that, first, uh, that first Man City game at the Etihad, the intensity that they, play, they played with, the attack that they played with, uh, and they just, have, they just made some stupid mistakes that allowed uh, uh, Real Madrid to stay in the game. But that mm-hmm. is the type of intensity that Liverpool, could, at, at full squad, that everybody fit in available. That is the intensity that they could bring. Uh, to the final, and I think if we do that, and honestly, that was the intensity that Liverpool brought it, with a, with a uh, paper thing squad uh, uh, in Kiev the first 30 minutes until uh, Bolsala yes. went off. Liverpool were just unbelievable. I mean, Real Madrid couldn't even get out of their half, that's how that's how crazy it was. Uh, so I, I, just, I just feel if we have everyone available, we can play with the intensity. And we can just get lucky with a couple, a couple of uh, shots. I mean, Mo surely is due a goal. Uh, Luis Diaz, someone, I saw someone in the chat saying, you know, when can Luis Diaz start uh, scoring his chances? <laughs> and uh, he he's scored some goals. I'm not going to take that away from him, but there are... Ah, Luis, you got to do better. And then I catch myself like, ah, those, are, those are big chances, but they're not like 90% chances. Those are still difficult chances, right? But that's exactly yeah. what we'll need. We'll have moments. And if, if Luis and Mo and Sadio, if they can put uh, uh, those chances away, especially in the first 20, 30 minutes when I know Liverpool will come, come out really intense, uh, real high pressure, real high aggression. If we can take advantage of the chances that we'll create, um, we should win. We should win.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's a a good place to to come to a close. So, uh, Paul, do you have any final thoughts or plugs?
3: No, I think um, whatever happens, this has been an incredibly great season. Um, I think um, had we have started this Positivity Podcast back last um, summer, we would probably have <clears throat> we would probably have been on our own with a lot of our viewpoints but i think that ultimately this season has just been incredible a lot of people wrote us off uh, and to be in the reckoning for four trophies on the last day of the season shows that this team is one of the best teams that has been in premier league history um the icing on the cake would be to, to miraculously win the Premier League and then go on and lift the Champions League. But whatever way it happens, we've already won two domestic cups um, and the team is just phenomenal. So um, hopefully, when we come to do um, the last Positivity podcast of the season, we will be sitting in a victorious place um, celebrating four titles. Lubo, final
0: thoughts?
3: Um, yeah, final thoughts.
0: I just. I do hope that we win it at Southampton on Tuesday. So going into that final game on Sunday, um, we, we have, we have a chance. We know that we still have uh, something to play for. And I know that uh, ironically, it was also against Wolves, I think three years ago, that uh, yeah, we had to win and, and hope that uh, Man City drop points so we can win the, the title. Uh, and it didn't happen. And now it's again against there. wolves. <laughs>
3: oh, you were there? I was there for that one. Uh, You're there for this one. Let's see. You have yeah, <laughs> and
0: and 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 and, St- and Steve, Steve P was there yep. for that one. And he's gonna be there mm-hmm. for this one, uh, sitting next to me. And uh, and I think I'm gonna be the lucky charm this time around. You know, beat Southampton. <laughs> yeah, beat Southampton, and it's go- I, mean, I I mean just can't even I can't even begin to imagine if it happened. I, just imagine seeing the, the unlikely 14% coming through uh, and, and just seeing Liverpool win the, the, the Premier League title in, in front of you, on, on, you know, at Anfield. I, I, just, I don't think there are words to describe that. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you go on a week later and you win the quadruple, which uh, <laughs> I know I've been saying this for the whole season <laughs> and half of it, was, it started as a tongue-in-cheek. But then as we kept going and kept going, I kept believing, kept believing, and it's not a promise, it's not a guarantee, it's a hope. But, man, it would be beautiful if it happened.
2: Well, let's hope, Lubo, that you are the lucky charm. Um, So, you know, we have have two trophies in, two trophies to go. Uh, So thank you for listening to this edition of the Positivity Podcast. Uh, Until we talk to you again, um, up the Positivity Reds.